Rome wasn't built in a day. So start small, go around your home, identify those things that are not sparking joy for you any longer or things that you're no longer wearing or need or want. You bought your kid a flute and he or she was really into flute lessons, but you now have this flute, no more lessons to be had. Sell the flute. Walk around with a different eye looking for things that are going to make you money. Realize that you do have to commit time and effort to selling these items. It's not super easy. It does take work and it takes dedication. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the KonMari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified KonMari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Today's episode of Spark Joy is part two of a three-part series dedicated to selling your clutter. What do you do with those items that no longer spark joy? We're dedicating three episodes to how to make your clutter pay you back. Today, our guest is Linda Lightman. Linda is the founder and CEO of Linda's Stuff. A former attorney, Linda took a leap of faith in 2001 and became an innovator and an entrepreneur as the go-to seller on eBay for consignments. She's a huge presence in the online consignment world and a great resource for discarding items that no longer spark joy. I found that a few of my clients actually knew her from selling things in the past, and I actually have purchased a few things from her myself. Today, Linda presides over a company that has grown to become the largest, most successful consignment seller of designer fashion on eBay in the entire world. Welcome to Spark Joy, Linda. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We are really interested in how you got started selling items on eBay. So I think my story is a little unique. When I graduated from college, I didn't take the time to explore what would really make me happy. And I believe for all of us, what makes us happy is doing the thing that you're passionate about. You know that old saying, which I kind of feel like I live by, do what you love, love what you do. I really loved fashion. And instead of pursuing a job in fashion, I chose to go to law school. And I became a labor and employment corporate attorney, first in New York, and then when I moved to Philadelphia. And I recount a story, um, Bonwich Heller was going out of business. And I was working at a large law firm and I wanted so badly to be at that sale at Bonwiteller. I put a note on my desk and I said, I'm in the library doing research, but really I was shopping that Bonwiteller sale like it was my job. I loved fashion and I always really wanted to get back into it and never really had that opportunity. So one Christmas vacation, my kids wanted to sell their video games that we had paid upwards of 50 to $60 for. We went to the local video store and they were giving us $5. And I thought, that's crazy. We spent so much. These were barely used video games. And my son suggested that we put them on eBay, which at that time, 18 years ago, was fairly new phenomenon. My kids and myself, we made it like a project and we put the games up and it was kind of like a really fun activity to do with your children. So there's a, a nice suggestion too. I don't know that it will for everybody start a business, but for me it did and, and kind of got hooked watching people from all over the world purchase these video games, bid them up and a business was born. After the games that my kids were willing to part with ended, 
I decided to put my designer clothes on eBay. I went outside in my backyard and I kind of styled it. I hung things up in creative ways, put flowers around, and I would take pictures. I began selling my clothing, shoes, and accessories. And so a business was born. That is a really cool journey. I can't believe eBay is 18 years old now. eBay is well over, I, I believe it's over 25 years old now. Wow. Yeah, I remember when I was introduced to eBay, I wasn't even living in a house of my own. I had just graduated college and moved in with my parents. And I just envisioned this space in my mind and, and tried to condense that vision to one room in, in my parents' home and started to buy some home decor on eBay. And that's how I got hooked for a period of time. I think this is so cool that we have someone on our show that has seen this platform evolve over time from its inception. So I would love for you to kind of walk us through the decades and tell us like how eBay has evolved and how that evolution has impacted your business. So it's been quite a journey. I actually um, just quickly Googled it because I was kind of curious. It's 22 years old. So I was pretty much in there in the beginning. You know, if eBay is 22 years old, started in 1995 and now I'm 18 years in, I kind of liken myself to the pioneer in this like online space. The journey with eBay has been amazing. I mean, for me, they've been an incredible partner for me to help grow my business. Probably like many of your listeners, I pivoted my career. I was a lawyer and then I I started this business. And for me, it was a hobby. I was loving what I was doing. I was making money and I was having fun. My husband said to me, wow, you know, you really have a business. Friends started to ask me to sell for them. So at first it was my kids' video games and it was my own designer clothing. People would see me outside taking pictures, asked me to do it. And my husband said, you've got a great business. I'm going to quit my job and let's make a go of this. Could you imagine? You know, and he's a a Wharton grad, a Columbia Law School grad. And here we were, a mortgage, two children, and we're going to take this leap of faith together. And we've never looked back. So it's been quite a journey. The evolution of eBay over the past 18 years that I've been selling on eBay has been quite incredible. When eBay first started, most of the products that were being sold on eBay were pre-owned. As eBay has evolved, you're seeing 80% of the products on the site currently are new products. And I think that's something that consumers don't necessarily know. 80% of the products on the site are new. That's pretty crazy because when it started, it was all pre-owned for the most part. People getting rid of the things that they no longer wanted, used or wore, whether it was in their closet or their kitchen or their garage. And now you're seeing new product. And also when eBay first started, it was primarily an auction site. People loved the thrill of the chase. It was kind of like a psychological thing. Like, could I bid this up? Where will I get it? It was like a win if you won an auction. And I think that over time, people got tired of that format. Consumers now had so many more options. They could go on a site and just buy something, buy it now. And that's what people wanted. 
I know I'm guilty of that. I don't know that I would want to wait seven days for an auction to end before I could purchase it. I kind of like that instant gratification. So eBay has changed over the years from that auction format to now that 80% of the items on eBay are now fixed price, meaning buy it now. And I think that's been a tremendous change over the 22 years that eBay has been in existence. Wow, 80%. I had no idea that there was so much new product, I guess. And I imagine your online consignment business, that encompasses both new and pre-owned items. Exactly. What's so fascinating for me is also the evolution of our business because when we started, just like eBay, we were selling mostly pre-owned. But as my business evolved from selling just stuff like my own stuff or individual consigners stuff, I've now gotten consigners who are retailers, huge online retailers that you would be shocked are consigning. And it could be a little small chain store or a designer or manufacturers. I mean, you would be shocked to know the businesses that are consigning with us. So just like eBay, we too see a tremendous amount of new product on our site. We have on average every day, 140,000 unique products on our site every day. Imagine that. And of those 140,000, 130,000 are fixed price. And there's only like not even 10,000 auctions. I mean, we still, it's just such a minuscule part of our business. So we too have followed that trend just like eBay. Wow. So for the independent sellers that you may be working with, What would be kind of the first step for someone who's interested in selling something and working with a consigner? And what what does that customer look like? So our business is made up of us selling for individuals, just as many as we sell corporations or stores or manufacturers or furriers or jewelry stores or art dealers. I mean, you name it. So without people all over this country, we would not have a business. So it's our loyal consignment following and also our loyal buyer following. And so for us, we've tried to streamline the process. So I'm going to walk you through a couple steps. Number one, when I started the business, it was just me, right? I would reach out and knew my consigners. I'd go, I wore all the hats. I would go to their home and pick up their stuff. I would come back to my house and photograph it and I would list it. And I would describe it. I would take the pictures of those items. And then I would answer questions from potential buyers. And then I would be prepared to ship that item as fast as possible because buyers want to get their item quickly. So now you want to set up a consignment. You could go online. You could sign up to be a consigner. We send UPS to your house to either pick up your boxes, a complimentary UPS pickup, or send you UPS labels. And you could request that all through our online portal. We make it that easy. And then second, I want to be that consignment company that will be there for all of your things. So I'm not going to say I'm not taking your Lululemon but I'll take your Chanel. I want to be the one-stop shop for you. I believe that all women have all things, whether it's Lululemon or Tory Burch or Chanel or Prada. We want to be able to sell all the items that you send to us. So you can either go online and sign up. You can call us and sign up. You can email us and we'll send you all the details. 
Once we get your items, we list it within one to two business days. You will expect to see your stuff up on our site that quickly. We have a staff of probably 25 to 30 professional photographers photographing your items, editing those pictures, making sure that they look beautiful. We send you an inventory with the proposed prices and then you get a link to your items and you could watch your items sell and it's really fun. And then within a month, provided you have completed sales, you get a check from us. Can you tell us a little bit about the commission structure? So I'm so glad you asked. We really try our very best to make our consigners the most money. And so we don't share with you. We have a flat commission structure. You don't pay any of the eBay or PayPal fees. So consigners get 62% every day, 62% to you for items that sell under a thousand. If you sell an item for over a thousand dollars, you get 75% every day. You don't have to hit any metrics. And if you have an item that sells for over 5,000, you get 80% of the sale. So we really think that's super fair. And also we try our best to get you the most money. So whether it's selling on our e-commerce site or selling on our eBay site, or we partner with Rulala and Gilt and we curate handbag sales for them. So when it comes to those luxury designer vintage handbags, they have a different customer on those sites. And it's a three-day flash sale. Customers come on and they're really willing to pay a bit more. So we find that in the industry, selling a handbag on Rulala or Gilt gets you more money. And also we think that we do better on eBay too. And so you'll get 75% for over 1,000 and 80% for over 5,000. And that's super fair because I know at most consignment shops, they start at about 50% and that's about the best you'll ever do. Exactly. So every day we're 62% just for those Lululemon, Tory Birch, like your everyday items. I know that a lot of my clients have been really appreciative of the transparency on your site. They always feel like they can just send things to you and they know that they're just going to be taken care of and that they can then see what's happening with their auctions on the site. And they just really, you know, just feel like they know what's going on. I know that a lot of that is all about the level of trust that you've established over time. And I'm really curious, what what happens if something gets posted on the site and sits there and sits there and for whatever reason just doesn't get sold? It just seems like no one's interested in buying it. So we will keep your items on our site for one year. That consignment period is pretty crazy. And the hope is that within a year, everything will sell. If you consign your items and the year mark comes, the item's automatically get removed because in a year, it's a very long time. We also implement what I think to be is a great philosophy in selling. So I talked about the auction format kind of getting tired, but what eBay came up with, and I thought I, I to this day, I think it's so brilliant. It's called fixed price best offer. And so while we may have something up, let's say we list a handbag for $1,000 We put it up as a fixed price best offer format, which says to the consumer, hey, negotiate with us. You can make us an offer. If you feel like you don't want to pay $1,000, but you're willing to pay $750, ask us. And they can send us an offer for $750, and we will reach out to our consigner and ask them, hey, we got an offer on your bag. It's been listed on the site for three months. What do you think? And they can accept the offer or they can counter offer. And it's been a very, very successful way to sell items. To tell you the truth, I think that is exactly how I've gotten things from you in the past. Well, that's good. 
And what kind of items are hot these days? Is it clothing or are home goods popular, electronics? What's selling out? So I always say this, and and I, I really believe this, accessories are that one size fits all item. And they always sell the best because you don't have to worry about it fitting. You don't have to worry about the waist or the bust or the hips. Accessories. You buy a scarf, a handbag, a keychain, a piece of jewelry. All of those accessories always sell the fastest. However, I mean, our clothing sales are right now through the roof. Gucci is trending really big. But again, we like to feel like we are that one-stop place where women can go to sell their items. Whether it's men's, we take kids, we really work hard to try to generate a sale for you. So for kids' clothes, oftentimes we group the items together. We lot them to create a sale. Same for Zara. Lululemon sells on its own. We never lot it. Well, I don't want to say never. There are occasions that we lot it, meaning create like a bundle. Men's clothes are doing great. Sunglasses do great. I think it's also great to look on our site and find that great value. Have you seen a change in the consignment market given the new emphasis on downsizing and maybe a little bit of minimalization? Are clients sending you different kinds of things? Are they looking for different things now than they did in the past? I definitely feel that way. I think that people space is very valued. Finding closet space, finding room in your home for your kitchen gadgets that you, you know, who among us hasn't bought that rice steamer that you thought you'd use and then you never did. I think Marie Kondo did a lot for women and their closets. I mean, going into your closet with a different focus, does this bring me joy? Should I get rid of it? I really believe that people are definitely more mindful of making money, getting rid of things that they no longer want, use, or bring them joy. I saw a great article in the New York Times recently, uh, the biggest trend in fashion, maybe getting rid of your fashion. (laughs) So I think this is a really popular time for all of the resale clothing app, online consignment stores. That business is about to take on a lot of America's things. Well, it's it's funny you say that because I do believe years ago, people were embarrassed by things that they bought in a resale shop or that they were selling their items. There was like kind of like a taboo. It wasn't chic to sell your stuff or brag that you sold it and you got this much. Now, today, people are thrilled to brag, hey, I sold this and I made money or I bought this and look at the bargain I got. So it's kind of very chic to sell your items and also buy in the resale market. Yeah, I've completely noticed that with my clients. There seems to be a really big change in a willingness to consign things. There's just no hesitation to do that anymore. Um, You know, when I suggest that they can sell something or consign something online, they're just like, yeah, let's do that. That sounds great. And I just think that they're a lot more willing to, to consider that as a possibility. I also think that a lot of my clients who once they completed the sorting process and they begin to realize that they want to bring some more things into their life that spark joy and doing something like looking for things on on something like online consignment can be really great because you're going to be able to find great deals at a much lower price than if you go into a retail establishment. I did a show for ABC called I Can Find $3,000 in Your Home. And it was truly one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. And I went out to California and we went to four different people's homes to help them identify 
things in their homes that they could get rid of that would make them money. And I do believe that all of us have at least 52 items that will get them $3,000. Get rid of 52 items, make $3,000. Who would not want to? That reminds me of what I like to tell my clients. It's not about paying more money, buying more storage for things, buying more hangers or more bins or more fancy organizers. It's about making money throughout the tidying process by finding loose change or gift certificates or checks that need to be cashed, things like that, that are obvious, but then it looks like there's some uh, money to be found also in the closet. Well, here's another interesting statistic. Women tend to wear 20% of their clothing 80% of the time. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's one of our favorites as well. And I think it's a reality for most. I've been even challenging myself with the things that spark joy, trying to make sure I'm wearing my entire wardrobe, trying to move beyond just that 20%. It continues to be a challenge. I think we have, in general, way more clothes than we actually wear. And I think that the 80% of clothes that we are not wearing are all those clothes that are continually getting in, in our way that we're pushing aside every day to get to the things that we're actually wearing. It just seems like that is something I've seen with my clients as well. So, Linda, I want to address the listeners out there who may be in a situation where they're considering taking on the action, and it is definitely for sure an action, of independently selling their items via their own eBay profile. Do you have any tips for how someone could you know, maximize their profits and maybe make it easier in, in terms of like it's not so much a chore or something that may take more time than it's worth? How does someone figure that out? So I think that's such a great question. And my advice is start small. You know, when I started my business 18 years ago, it was in my kitchen. It was not in the 100,000 square foot warehouse that I'm in now. It was in my kitchen. And I honestly grew the business in my kitchen and it took me a long time to move it out. But when I, even when I moved the business out of my house, I moved to a 5,000 square foot warehouse. Then two years after that, I moved to a 12,000 square foot warehouse, then 23,000, then 58,000. And we expanded that. And now we're almost at 100,000 square feet. So I always say start small. Rome wasn't built in a day. Go around your home, identify those things that are not sparking joy for you any longer or things that you're no longer wearing or need or want, or you bought your kid a flute and he or she was really into flute lessons, but you now have this flute, no more lessons to be had, sell the flute, walk around with a different eye, looking for things that are going to make you money. Realize that you do have to commit time and effort to selling these items. It's not super easy. It does take work and it takes dedication. So you have to take a great picture. The picture sells the item. I always say, picture, picture, picture. A picture tells a thousand words and it's, it's true. A great picture will sell the item. Research what comparable sales are for that item. Don't simply look on eBay or 
on Google to see what people are asking for that particular item. Because we all know you can ask anything for a specific item, but at the end of the day, what matters is what is someone fetching for that item? You want to search sold items and completed items to see where did it sell, where didn't it sell to find your sweet spot in terms of price. So you took a great picture, you now found that great price. Now you list your item and you describe it. Tell the buyer all the things that you think are important for them to know about that item. I use the reasonable person test for that. What would a reasonable person want to know about the item? Is there something wrong with it? Be honest. Tell them exactly what they need to know. Once you've described the item, your item is going to sell. Be prepared to answer questions from potential buyers. They're going to have questions and knowing that you're there to answer their questions is going to make them want to buy your item. When the item sells, be prepared to ship it quickly and for as cheap as possible. I have to be honest, buyers like free shipping. At Shop Linda Stuff, we have free shipping every day, all the time. One other thing I didn't touch upon, which I really think is very important, make sure whatever you're selling is authentic. At Linda's Stuff, we never sell anything that is not 100% authentic. And one part of our process is we work with professional authenticators all over the world to help us make sure that an item is authentic. We want people to have confidence in what they're buying. And we put that in the listing. So if you have a receipt, if you have proof of an item's authenticity, it's very important to include that as we do. Just be honest, have integrity, take a good picture, and I think you'll be able to start a little business. These are some really great tips, and I thank you so much. Any final words of wisdom for our listeners? Yes. You know, I love what I do, and I think it's that passion for loving what you do. So whether it's selling clothes online or creating some sort of craft that you do, find the thing that makes you happy and do it. Do what you love and love what you do. And I guess you'll never feel like you're working. And Linda, at this very moment, what sparks the most joy for you? I have to say I'm very fortunate. I've been married 29 years and my husband and I work together. So it's my family life. I am really lucky. My husband and I, we have one car. We drive to work together. We drive home together. We have two great sons and soon-to-be future daughter-in-law. And it's just that time with my family. I can't not say enough about that. I just feel so fortunate. Linda, thank you for so much for joining us today. It's been awesome to have you on the show. Thank you so much. And I hope that you guys are going to send in your stuff and could sign or just look for some great value. Oh, I would. I don't have anything at the moment. <laughs> I've, I've reached peak, finally reached peak spark joy in my home. So I'm going to read this feedback we received from Jen. Jen says, hello, I'm really enjoying the Spark Joy podcast. Thanks, Jen. For my own tidying, I'm only in the very early stages of kimono categories. I hope to finish by spring. I have two stumbling blocks right now. The second question is the one I want to run by Linda. Jen says, does Marie Kondo have advice about selling discard items? I'd like to sell on Craigslist or eBay, but find I procrastinate doing so. Thank you. Also, aside here, Marie Kondo does not specifically talk about how to sell discarded items. And I imagine this is because, one, there's many, many options that probably deserve a separate book in and of themselves on how to discard. 
really the focus of Kanmari is all about what's kept and not what's discarded. But this is the reality. We have things that don't spark joy in our home and we want to figure out what's the most efficient and most profitable way of getting rid of them. So Linda, Jen had a great question here and she's really trying to get at whether or not to use Craigslist or eBay. I was wondering if you have any experience with Craigslist that you could kind of compare to your uh, years of experience with eBay. I actually do. I have a personal experience. So obviously I've, I've made it clear I'm devoted to eBay. I love eBay. From our business standpoint, we sell, I told you, women's clothing, shoes, accessories, men's clothing. We do household things. And early on, we did do furniture and we stopped because the hassle of arranging pickups all over the country, how do you get it here and there? And it was very difficult. I had to arrange it with the buyer and the consigner and I was only making 38%. It was a lot of work to get those pickups to happen. So we don't do furniture on my site. eBay does a ton of furniture and and people do great with it and big electronics like TVs and stuff like that. However, I recently had dining room furniture that I was replacing and I wanted to sell my old dining room furniture and I put it on Craigslist and within a week, I sold it. I definitely think I priced it very competitive. I took really good pictures and the absolute cutest couple I've ever met came. They were lovely. They came with a truck. They picked it up. So it was very personal. It was between me and them. They actually even sent me a picture of what the furniture looked like in their home, which brought me a lot of joy to see that. So my personal experience was I put my furniture on Craigslist and I sold it quickly. However, I have to give you a caveat to that. I did put another piece of furniture that I really competitively priced and I still could not sell it. So I think it, it depends upon the item. I have to say it's, it's pretty specific. You can reach Linda at shoplindastuff.com. Her Instagram account is at shoplindastuff and Linda's Facebook is at lindastuff. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning, tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. Find us at sparkjoypodcast.com and click Ask SparkJoy to leave a question or comment for a chance to be featured on next week's show. While you're there, sign up to join our SparkJoy podcast community and get notified when each episode airs. You can also join the SparkJoy podcast community on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the handle at SparkJoyPodcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your host, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with KonMari Media Incorporated. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of KonMari Media Incorporated or the KonMari Consultant Community.